finger in my eye because it itches. Oh, black goop come out. I bathed this morning, so <laughs> you should feel very special. So I, you know, not that we're in the same room or anything, but if we were near one another, you would know that I don't smell funny. Okay. Um, oh, I'm also like, for some reason, I'm kind of tired. Um, like I wasn't tired. Like I, no, I didn't, I, I didn't go to bed until one o'clock in the morning. So that's probably why I'm tired. Yeah. Nope. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. My welcome listeners. There's your burp. And I haven't even had my energy drink yet. How are you? Uh, 50-50. 50-50, huh? Yeah. I, too, am kind of tired. It seems like even on my weekends, I don't get a weekend because I'm always doing something. Yeah. Like, my new job is definitely running me ragged. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. Um, I volunteered to, like, work a later shift one night when we had, like, those, like, crazy-ass storms coming through here. And, like, people throughout our area were without power. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people were without cellular. And so I said, hey, I'll stay in the building so that people without, because they're like, well, if they don't have stuff, if they don't have stuff, they're just going to have to rearrange their schedule. And it was like a late night. It was people's late night. And they really didn't have the opportunity to rearrange their schedule because the next day was Friday. Mm -hmm. So they were going to have to work a second late night next week and if they didn't have the time to make up their hours which they wouldn't they were going to have to use vacation and i was like it's also month end and so we really want people to try and work as much as possible so that we can try and get money and uh, close out yeah yeah because you know we're collections so yeah we have to do the same thing at the end of the month with the right. ambulance company so i worked in the office but I, that means I worked a 12 and a half hour shift that day. Mm-hmm. I worked from 7.30 till 8 o'clock in the building. And then I turned around and I came back at 8 o'clock the next morning. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> what year is it? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what day is it? October? <laughs> I've had a couple of shifts like that. <laughs> Mm. Where you walk in, you, like one eye is barely peeled open and you're looking at everybody like, say something. I dare you. <laughs> right. You know, and then like, I I didn't have any food. And so like Mark brought me McDonald's and I was just, was it was not, it was not copacetic. So. Were you like one of those little babies that does like sleep eating where you're literally sitting at your desk with one hand on the keyboard and the other hand on a French fry, but like your head's going back? Right. <laughs> Pretty much. And like, I don't know enough to keep myself busy. So I felt bad because I I was like, I was trying to like, th- like trying to do things, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know enough to do things. So, you know, I kind of ran out of stuff to do. I mean, I was like, I was looking at cues and stuff, but like, I, I, I don't necessarily know what all I'm looking at, you know, and I'd, I'd already done an analysis on one of my team members that I'd submitted. I was like, well, maybe I could do another analysis. I was like, but I, I don't need to. It's the end of the month. And then I was like, I was trying to think about strategies and I was like, my brain isn't working. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm like, Wah. so the last 30 minutes of my shift, my brain was like mush ball. <laughs> and tomorrow is my my first official late night but i get to work from home so that's oh, gonna be 
yeah, I'm very, very excited to get to work from home tomorrow. Um, so like when you say late night, are we talking like later than midnight or no, I work, like- I work, um, 11 to eight tomorrow. Ah, okay. So I work the, it's their, it's called their prime shift. It's where they get to work during the evening. So they get to call people when they're most likely going to be home because yeah. we spend a good, a good majority of the afternoon leaving voicemails. Yeah. Hoping that people will call us back. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. that is, that's the, uh, the excitement of my thing. Uh, I do kind of want to log in this afternoon and see if we made our money. I hope we did. We were pretty close. Um, I was projecting that we were going to be at like a hundred and I think a hundred and three percent, like, so a 3% over goal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. I had a few team members that didn't make standard, which is, is not good. They're pretty bummed about that. Not meeting standard means they don't get any bonus at all. And they have to be in the building for two days every month, a week, every month or during the month. So they're all pretty bummed about that. So it is what it is, mm. but that's fine. Like, you know, so some, some months you, you get your money and some months you don't. So we will see. So are you curious about what today's story is? I am, but more curious is who are you? I don't know. <laughs> well, let me remind you, you're Nair Nair. <laughs> My name is Rin. And I'm Tammy. And this is... I love a good rabbit hole. I thought we did that already. Negative. <laughs> I'd be a negative ghostwriter. And secondly, what are we drinking today? Today, you know what? Uh, it was one that I've. It's one that I've never had. It's by Alani. Uh, it's really colorful. Check out the can. Oh, very colorful. Yeah, the can has got some color going on it. It is kiwi guava. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So and uh, so it's two hundred milligrams of caffeine. Yes, please. What's, what's <laughs> Shove this in my face, like just you know, uh, gluten free. V- and vegan like it's an energy drink aren't they just naturally gluten gluten free oh boy uh, this is gonna be a good podcast <laughs> hi folks i'm gonna be reading today's podcast and i can't say the word gluten <laughs> let's crack into it i'm your narrator today <laughs> and i cracked that shit real good Ooh. Um, huh. That tastes like childhood dreams and broken promises and gumballs. All right. I like it. The only thing you're missing is the smell of a rubber ball. (laughs) Oh my God. Remember the smell of those balls? Yes, I do. Wait, that smelled really wrong. That sounded really wrong. That smells really wrong. be a good podcast oh yeah articulation <laughs> to its best yes. no those one balls that yeah. were like red and when you yeah. hit them to the ground they were like ding, ding. yeah they made a specific deep sound but oh like a high-pitched ringing and right it, it was even better when you could smell taste and feel it as it was making that ringing sound when oh the dodge like face. there's no like i would equate it to that of a diphthong yeah. Yeah. Which for those yeah. of you who are linguistic linguisticals linguisticies <laughs> linguisticers? Linguisticists? 
Linguiniers? What is somebody who's into linguistics? I don't know. A linguisticologist? Uh, Sure. I don't know. Dictionary? Fuck. Um, Sorry, Heather. The wheels Um, have fallen straight off this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming in for landing. Um... Uh, they would know what it, that, that we're talking about when we say a diphthong. And no, we're not talking about a dumb person wearing underwear. No. I love the word diphthong. It's a it's a fun word. It really is. It ranks right up there with soliloquy. So, soliloquy. soliloquy. Yeah. yeah, I almost said soliloquy. <laughs> uh, I'm drooling. Okay, so I started down a rabbit hole because I wanted to do um, famous... American detectives, female detectives. Ooh. And I started digging down this rabbit hole on Google. And the Google, I was like famous. So I was like Googling. I'm like famous um, uh, American female detectives. And of course, the first thing Google pops up is a bunch of fictional characters. And I'm like, like no, I don't. Drew. I'm like, I don't want fictional. I was like, and so I said, famous, real u.s detectives and it pops up this one called like marie dobbs or something like that and i'm like who the hell's marie dobbs and so i thought maybe she was like you know some sort of like unknown detective in like a police force or whatever so i start you know looking up stuff about marie dobbs and then like out of nowhere i'm like wait a minute like i spent like 30 minutes looking about marie she's a fucking fictional character in a goddamn book i'm like no google i said real living give me a pulse you asshat like i started like getting this stuff like there were like a like i sh- it should have tipped me off when like her cases had names <laughs> like of the missing hair Har- Har- not harris heiress and i'm like <laughs> so i was like okay so then um uh i was like okay well who was the first U.S. living detective. You had to say living, not real. Living was Google's trigger word. Mm. And do you know who the first living U.S. detective apparently was? I do not. None other than Miss Kate Warren of Pinkerton Detectives. Well, I ain't no Pinkerton detective, but I'll give it a try. (laughs) So, today we are going to talk about Miss Kate Warren. Okay. So, I just you, you're gonna like this story. It's it's a pretty interesting story. Um, and I just you know I was feel I I love Sherlock Holmes and I've I've listed there's a um, a on podcast they had one that was about British detectives mm-hmm. and I forget what it was called but I listened to it and I loved it and they ended the series and then um, another one. <clears throat> that is a branch off of podcast called noiser have another one that's called detectives don't sleep. And I've been listening to it. I don't like the narrator as much because he sounds a little bit like Columbo. And I mean, while I, I have a soft spot for Columbo, don't get me wrong. Uh, who does it from our generation? I mean, and, and I, I love me some Matlock. Don't get me wrong. I love that bumbling little old man. Yeah. And his seersucker suits. Uh, yeah, they were amazing, right? Like, so good. <laughs> you know, and he was such a condescending dick, too. And he didn't mean, he'd be like, mm-hmm. and, you know, he didn't mean to be. But, but he, he was, was a condescending dick in that sweet Southern way. 
right? He's probably racist as hell, and I never even oh, noticed really? it. No. <laughs> but, although he did, his detective was a black guy, so maybe not. Yeah, good point. Um, but you know, so I, I just kind of been a little bit on a detective kick, and I was like, hmm. Um, and there was one that I, on the Detectives Don't Sleep, that talked about a female detective who was overshadowed so much because she was female, but like she did a lot yeah. of stuff on a police force in Chicago and I didn't know who she, her name was and I didn't look her, I thought maybe by Googling I could find her, but apparently Google is sexist. <laughs> and they only want to talk about fictional characters and missing heiresses. So who knew? So let us talk about Miss Kate Warren, her life, and her joining the Pinkerton Detectives. Maybe eventually we'll talk about the Pinkerton Detective Agency someday, but eh, who cares about a whole detective agency that eventually sold out? To become oh. the Secret Service. No, I, I they, can see that. They didn't become the Secret Service. They became a private they law... No, they became a private law firm. Didn't Pinkerton or a pre, start a, the Secret a, Service? Mm -mm. The Pinkerton Detective Agency became a private um, agency. Like yeah, a private right. something. I think I have something I have in here about Pinkerton. So okay. I have a little blurb about them. So Kate Warren was a real person and is considered was a real person. I put that in there. Was a real <laughs> living, you, was a real girl <laughs> living and breathing. And is considered one of the first female private detectives in the United States. She was born in, in, sorry, in 1833, although not much is known about her early life. Warren's most significant contributions came during her time of working with the Pinkerton National Detective Agency in the mid-19th century. Warren, Warren joined the Pinkerton Agency in 1856, becoming the first female detective in its history. Alan Pinkerton, the agency's founder, initially hired Warren as a secretary, but he soon recognized her intelligence, observational skills, and ability to blend into various social situations. As a result, she quickly advanced to the role of a full-fledged detective. A little bit about the Pinkerton National Detective Agency. So the PNDA. Panda. That's a, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. No. No, it does not. Yeah. Often referred to simp simply as Pinkertons, was a private detective agency founded in the United States in 1850 by Alan Pinkerton. It was one of the first and most prominent detective agencies of its time, playing a significant role in law enforcement and investiga investigative work during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Uh, the agency offered a wide range of services, including criminal investigations, undercover work, surveillance, security consultation, and protective services. Pinkerton quickly gained a reputation for its effectiveness and reliability, attracting both private clients and government contracts. One of the agency's notable early successes came in 1861 when Pinkerton and his team foiled an assassination plot against President-elect Abraham Lincoln. This incident elevated Pinkerton's reputation and solidified the agency's role in national security and intelligence gathering. Pinkerton... Okay, so what happened to them when Abraham was shot? Were they asleep at the wheel or what? Well, they weren't hired for that role. <laughs> I mean, they were hired to be his, his, this, they were hired to be his protection during that, but not during, you know. Ah, okay. Okay. So one of the agents, um, agency, okay, I already read that. 
Pinkertons also played a significant role in the labor movement of the 19th and early 20th centuries. The agency was often hired by corporations to infiltrate labor infiltrate labor unions, gather information on strike activities, and provide security during labor disputes. This led to a negative perception of Pinkertons among labor act- activists who viewed them as a union as union busting agents. Mm. Like, dude, we just hired to do a job. It's not personal. Right. But no. Back then, everything kind of was, though. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, there was a lot going on at that I point mean, in time. <laughs> but money talks, man. Yeah. And it always does. It, it, I mean, it, sometimes it really wasn't per- personal. So the Pinkerton Agency expanded its operations beyond the United States, establishing branches in Canada and Europe. It also provided investigative services during the famous American Old West era, tracking down outlaws such as Jesse James and Butch Cassidy Mm -hmm. and the Sundance Kid. Over time, the Pinkerton Agency evolved and adapted to changing times. It shifted its focus more towards corporate investigations and security consultation, moving away from traditional private detective work in the 20th century the agency merged with other security and detective firms and eventually became part of the global security services company securities ab so that's what it uh became the pinkerton name still carries historical significance and is associated with the early days of private detective work in the united states it remains a symbol of detective and security services and (laughs) flip the page has been featured in various works of fiction, further contributing its enduring legacy. So, Warren, while working for the Pinkerton Detective Agency, uh, was primarily involved in undercover operations and gathering intelligence. She successfully infiltrated criminal... Man, I've been doing so good. Criminal organizations and posed as a wide range of characters, including a fortune teller, a southern belle, and a washroom woman. Her ability to assume different identities and gain the trust of suspects made her an invaluable asset to the agency. One of Warren's most notable cases was her involvement in foiling an assassination plot against President-elect Abraham Lincoln. Kate Warren played a crucial role in foiling the plot to kill President-elect Abraham Lincoln in 1861. As a detective working for the Pinkerton Agency, Warren was tasked with gathering intelligence and preventing the assassination attempt. So, what she did, uh, she infiltrated the group planning the attack by posing as a southern belle named Miss Cherry. Oh my, glory be, my name's Miss Cherry. Well, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> For those of those listeners that don't know, bless your heart in the Southern speaking. If somebody says that to you, they're basically telling you to fuck off. Kick rocks barefoot. <laughs> they're not being nice. The worst Southern insult you could ever imagine having. Yeah. Southern people are not nice. Southern hospitality actually. insulting you so she gained the trust of the conspirators and was able to gather valuable information about their plans her ability to assume the different identities and blend into various social circles proved instrumental in obtaining the necessary intelligence based on the information warren gathered alan pinkerton her colleague and agency founder devised a plan to ensure lincoln's safety 
Pinkerton uh, arranged for Lincoln to Lincoln to secretly travel to Washington D.C. before his scheduled inauguration. The president-elect traveled under the alias of Mister Wood to to avoid detection. I mean, it's kind of hard to to hide Mister Lincoln if you think about this it. This is true. Like for that I mean, day, he was abnormally large. Right, but I mean, like, okay, I'm sorry. Like that's your tr- that that that's what you did. So okay, here's our plan. They <laughs> think Lincoln's going to be traveling tomorrow, so we're going to travel today. <laughs> and instead of calling him Lincoln, we're going to call him Mister Wood. Was Mister Wood riding with Miss Cherry? Probably not, <laughs> because that would have been very obvious. But like. And instead of riding in the black coach, we're going to have him ride in the brown one. (laughs) And we're also going to change the footman. You know, back in the day, that could work. Right. You know, we didn't have face recognition. There weren't cameras everywhere. You didn't like people may have known that this was president elect Lincoln, but. I mean, think about how unwidespread photography was at that point in time. So, like, a lot of the pictures were drawings. And instead of wearing a stovepipe hat, he's going to wear a beanie. Or a fedora. Right. (laughs) And we're going to change the color of his beard from black to gray. Oh, sure. They're never going to know it's him. Never. (laughs) And we'll have him walk on his knees. He'll still be as tall as the rest of us. (laughs) It'll work. So, yeah. Basically, that's what they did. Um, So, yeah. They they thwarted, which is another great word. Thwarted. Great word. Thwarted. I mean, who thought of that word? Thwarted. It's spelled so weird. Like, thwarted. Thwarted. I don't know. Sorry. So, (laughs) okay. Okay. Warren's work as a detective challenged the gender norms of her time as a woman uh, were as women were not commonly employed in such roles. Duh. Women were not employed, period. This was before right. women's suffrage and women's lib and all that kind of stuff. So Right. Like women could be teachers. Uh-huh. And housewives. And, and no, they maids. Could sec- they could be secretaries and maids. Mm-hmm. And barmaids. Yeah. And that's about it. And prostitutes. Yes. Can't which we now call sex workers. Yeah. But men can now be sex workers too. They so. have been for a while. Men could always be sex workers. Mm-hmm. Why is it that men could have been sex workers back then too? Like I don't know, but like let me ask you this if we're if we're derailing, let's go completely off script here. Is why is it that when there are raids, like they always do like I've never heard of a massive male prostitution ring being taken down like, because men never worked in like brothels there's there's never a brothel house that's a male brothel yeah but what was what was her name heidi Clean? madam heidi no the in the 90s the the madam that was arrested it was it was a huge thing did she like, have she a men's su- house uh, she supplied prostitutes all over the united states for like uh politicians and rock stars and everything like she was the madam of the 90s because be uh, uh-huh 
women don't usually pay for sex. Heidi Fleiss, that was her name. I mean, typically, women don't pay for sex. I mean, on, on the regular, women don't pay for sex. I mean, it's very rarely heard of. Women pay for companionship, mm. which is why male escorts are common. We pay for someone to be a gentleman and not a pig. But rarely do you hear of women paying for sex. You hear of men paying for sex, whether it be straight or gay. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear of women paying for sex. And that's just, that's one thing that women have never, because we don't have the same physical drive. That drive? Right. Yeah. Like, okay. I just, I, just, I oh, think it might sorry. just be because women don't. I mean, there may be women that pay for it, but it's just not as the the sex indu- the sex industry is is much more engineered towards men whether it be straight so the or sex or gay. is sexist <laughs> no i don't think it's sexist i think it's based on supply and demand women yeah. don't need it the same way men do you know i mean i think we're able to be satisfied in a different way we don't need it we don't need it visually we need we want cuddles and someone to be a gentleman. We don't necessarily need the same things that men do. It's kind of sad that this day and age that that's we have and to I pay mean, for men to act like gentlemen. We I may be grossly <laughs> oversimplifying it. I mean, there I'm, I'm not going to say that there are not women out there that want all the crazy kinky crazy kooky booky stuff that they do, but like I don't think they have to pay for it. I think that they can find men that are willing to do it for free. Because Men are. I, I'm sorry, men. You're you're great peoples, but you're also kind of. You know, a woman indicates at the slightest that she's willing to do something. You're walking through the door with your pants down. I'm sorry, it's true. <laughs> but you know, women just uh, in that land, women can have the power. We do okay. control that. So, All right. moving back onto the rails. Yes, back onto the rails. <laughs> Okay. Uh, she gender norms uh, as women were not commonly employed in such roles, and I could uh, again. I'm so sorry. I could be very much gender oversimplifying that it, due to my narrow-minded unknowingness about sexualness, and I apologize if I offend anybody about that. I really don't want to, but that's just my opinion. It's not a fact. I'm not stating the fact in any way, shape, or form. That is solely my opinion. Uh, so if I'm wrong, you can you're free to tell me, but don't be an asshole about it. Peace, <laughs> love, and happiness. Plur. Um, although that's plur. So I think so, yeah. Yeah, I plur peace, love, and respect. Ah, peace, love, and respect. Ah, God, I hope it doesn't piss anyone off. Okay. <laughs> okay. She paved the way for future generations of female investigators, demonstrator demonstrated that women could excel in traditionally traditionally male-dominated fields. Unfortunately, much of Warren's life remains shrouded in mystery as few records and accounts about her personal life um, have survived. Nevertheless, Kate Warren left a lasting legacy as, as a pioneering female detective, breaking barriers and making significant contributions to the field of private investigation. Did my thing print twice? And then cut... Are you... Oh, Shoot, that's, oh no, I grabbed the wrong print. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Shit buckets. Okay. 
So there is only one authenticated photograph of Kay Warren, which depicts her as a middle-aged woman with a serious expression. In the photograph, she has dark hair parted in the middle and is dressed in typical attire for the time period. It is important to note that this single photograph is the only known visual representation of Kate Warren, leaving much of her appearance open to speculation. And so, yeah, there we go. Unfortunately, much of Kate Warren's life remains shrouded in mystery. But I'm missing a part. Where's the part about her personal life? Oh no, I lost the part about her personal life. Son of a biscuit. I think I deleted over it. Right, right. That's what I get for typing this up in WordPad. Well, I can say she didn't have much of a personal life, and much of her personal life wasn't known. Um, okay. She did she, she did suffer some losses um, in her life, um, such as uh, several people that were very close to her did die, um, but you know she didn't show it. Um, she didn't let it affect her work, um, and um, I unfortunately don't remember who those people were. <laughs> okay um one of them was uh her somebody who was very close to her the person who hired her from pinkerton uh pinkerton alan pinkerton so he passed away and that was very troubling to her um and um she never married she was um, married to her job yeah pretty much so um but yeah there's there's only one known picture of her in existence so she was she was very much uh secretive which, I mean, I guess back in that time period, pictures weren't very common and you couldn't just like snap a photo. Um, so it wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be hard to not get a picture of her. But I mean, that also helped with her remaining very clandestine with her, her secretiveness of her job. And it, it helped her uh, remain hidden and people not knowing who she was. And also the fact that, you know, she was a detective and um, a female, it, nobody would expect her to be a detective for Pinkerton. Yeah. Because, you know, um, they just they didn't expect women to be intelligent. You know, men would spill their secrets to women because they just assumed they were adult-brained dumbheads. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is, um, I had a few more, I had a few more paragraphs about her, but unfortunately I deleted over them. Can we go? Good times. Sorry. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> that is um, The Life and Times of Kate Warren, the first U.S. female detective, uh, part of the Pinkerton Detective Agency. I bet when I put in the stuff about the Pinkerton Detective Agency, I pasted over the stuff about her her losses. Um, mm. She she really did. She was a very private person. Um, she kept, there was, like, there was not a lot about her life. It was actually kind of a dig. Um, it was a very sparse rabbit hole. <laughs> Um, that's kind of sad, but it's also kind of awesome. Right. Because like, if you think about, <clears throat> excuse me, if you think about the, the time, again, most women were considered out of brain unless you were a teacher or, you know, like people don't think they didn't think about women back then. Right. So the fact that Alan Pinkerton was enough of a forward thinker to say, I wonder what would happen if we put a female in this position. And and he it didn't works. just put any female. Like, he noticed that she was smart. Yeah. She was very smart. She was very astute. She was very observant. Ob observational. Observant. Observant. Uh, observant. Yes, that's the word. Uh, <laughs> observational is also a good substitution. Sometimes, like, my brain just goes faster than my mouth. It's okay. 
It's all good. At least you realize that that's a word, not like the other words where you're like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> like investigative? Yeah. It, it does not sound like a word. It literally, I, every time I hear it, every time I say it, every time I write it, I'm like, that's not a word. What is wrong? It's like, it's like a, investigative is like, is a pod word. <laughs> There's got to be like, what is the word I'm thinking of? There's got to be a, a phenomenon for words that don't sound like word. Like Things. the Mandela effect, but for words. Yeah, or like, you know, you know that it's supposed to be there, but it's not there, or that it's not supposed to be there, but it's right. there. Yeah, it's like shadow people for words. Yeah, it's like mm. discussions, discussions. I don't like it. <laughs> but I that's all I have on uh, Little Miss Kate Warren. She's not really a Little Miss in any way, shape, or form. She's actually quite prolific. Um, she did a lot of stuff. She had a pretty. I mean, considering the fact. She, she she had a pretty exciting life considering how little of it we know about um she probably put herself in harm's way more times than not and she was yeah. able to remain cool under pressure i hate how people are constantly like oh women are emotional women are this you know what yeah there are some women that are but then there are some women who aren't and those yeah. women can handle it so like she's the reason we have people like black widow and superwoman and right <laughs> And like, you know, other, like she, she's one of the ones that paved the way for women to come into literally an all man's world. Yep. And we're still clawing our way through. Mm -hmm. We're still having to deal with the fact that, you know, we are part of man. Yeah. Instead of vice versa. Right. Man came from us. Yep. Like, I don't know why they can't figure that one out. Uh, what was it? I was listening to no one of man my audio- is not woman born. This is sure. I was listening to one of my audiobooks and nope, it's gone. Never mind. Damn it! Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, gotta love old age. Oh, that's what it was. She said, "I'm. I fully believe that um, when they translated the Bible, they actually did it backwards instead of woman coming from the rib of Adam. I think it was actually vice versa." <laughs> Like when they they translated the Bible, like it it was men who translated it. So of course, like I fully believe that one hundred percent. Like they translated it how they wanted it to read because they were the ones who translated it. So Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's been retranslated so many times. I mean, take the sentence, you know, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, which is a typing sentence that uses every single letter on the keyboard, and put it into Google Translate. And then translate it between like, I don't know, three different languages and see what happens when you retranslate it back into English and tell me it doesn't sound like the same sentence. Right. Like, mm-mm. It's not the same. Like, mm-hmm. things are dumb. So, yeah, I love I love the, the sentence, the quick brown fox jumps up to the lazy dog. She uses every letter on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. My mom taught me that one. I learned that one in high school. Like, Yep. Wait, was it in high school or was it my eighth grade year? Whenever we had to take typing for the first time. I cheated at typing because we first, we had just gotten computers. Mm-hmm. And uh, me being the person that I am with computers, figured out how to copy paste. So I did really good at typing sentences. <laughs> like I typed that one sentence, highlight it, paste it in a few times. Mm, look, I'm done. Yeah. I'm really good. Neener, neener, neener. Like the teacher didn't know how I did so well. 
because she didn't even know copy and paste existed. Like they didn't know the com- <laughs> they didn't know the commands existed for for the computers because before like it was before windows because yes people i'm that old i existed before windows <laughs> god i'm old fudge i know a time before windows we also know a time before computers no i don't i do no because computers have been around since like the 60s you yes. mean personal computers yes yeah like mainstream stuff like right like our, computers our in every computer- home our first computer was the Commodore 64. Yeah. Okay. Like I know a time before like personal computers. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I remember when the Oregon trail came out. Oh yeah, of course. Like I, re- I know how to use a rotary telephone. Yep. My daughter would not have a clue. Do you still remember your home phone number? Yes. Me too. I yeah. use it. I use the last four for so many things. so many things like it is it's it is ducktailed onto passwords onto pins onto everything because it's a it it is a number that like i will never ever 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 forget yeah exactly yeah nowadays if if anybody has to like if you get arrested or you have an emergency and your phone's gone like what's the phone number that you call because nobody knows phone numbers anymore. Oh, yeah. You asked me what my husband's phone number? Mm. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what anybody's phone number is. I'm like, Mark. Except, except for Anna. She's I mean, the I only should, one I still have memorized. I should hope you still remember my phone number because it's the same one I've had for 15 years. It's this. Oh, no. Longer than that. Because I we got our phones around the same yeah. time from Verizon, didn't That's we? That's true. Yeah. Like, I guess we're going on about 20 years now. Yeah. And, like, aren't our numbers kind of close to each other? Yes. Mine ends in 2480. Yep. So, yeah, we have the same, like, our same. Yeah. Because you, me, and Jacob all got phones around the same time, so our phone numbers are really, really close to each other. Yep. Yeah. Like, Jacob's phone number was almost exactly like mine, except the one digit off. One digit off, yeah. He doesn't have his number anymore. Mm. Well, But we still have ours. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i mean i've had mine clear across yep the united states and people are like nine seven one and i'm like yeah it's an oregon cell phone number yep never getting rid of it nope never gonna change it yeah when jules switched over the family to xfinity um i was like i've had the same phone number for forever yeah are they gonna change it she's like oh no they're just gonna port it i was like okay and then i went back to verizon <laughs> Yeah. By the way, if anybody out there ever has the option to go to Xfinity, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't. Yeah. No, I have had no desire to leave Verizon. And every time I call, which isn't that often, every time that I do, they're always like, thank you for being with us for X amount of years. Yep. Like they can see that I'm like, I guess I would be considered a legacy customer by now. Yep. Yeah. I think I've had to call them twice in 20 years. Yeah, so, like literally the only time something. Yeah, the only times I've ever had to call them was like I got a new phone and I'm too dumb for it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't figure out how to power it on. <laughs> I'm I'm a billion years old and I'm not smart anymore. I used to know technology and now I don't want to know technology because right. I'm not smart. I'm super smart. SMRT. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let me wrap up this bad boy for another one because we have befabbled quite a lot. All right. So thanks for joining us today in the rabbit hole. Hop in next week when we tumble down again. If you want, you can follow us on Instagram to see what stories are coming up. Our name is Like Rabbit Holes. If you want, you can... If you have an idea and you want us to research it, email us at likerabbitholes at gmail.com. Whatever podcast player you listen to us on, please drop us a star review or a rating. As always, remember to have a wonderful morning, night, or afternoon. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Oh, P.S. We are recording this two days before the 4th of July. And by the time this comes out, it will have been past the 4th of July. I hope everyone had a safe and happy 4th of July. And I hope you all kept your fingers. Yes. Keep your fingers, digits, and toes. Because, Mm -hmm. damn, that's all. Goodbye. (laughs) I mean it. Goodbye. Really. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.